following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Judges rule, no one's listening. Deep inside, they are bristling. A wonderful sight as they ponder their plight. Walking up to take the witness stand. Gone away is their bluster as they're called into muster. They'll sing a new song as they're proven wrong. Walking up to take the witness stand. Will Mark Meadows still protect the con man? Is Rudy drunk and soon be going down? They'll ask him, are you hammered? He'll say, yes, ma'am. But I must take the hit to save the clown. In the past, they conspired as they shielded the liar. But some took a deal and offered to squeal, walking up to take the witness stand. Sidney Powell, are you listening? Jenny T and John Eastman, you'll soon take the ball, forced to tell all, walking up to take the witness stand. In the slammer, they won't need a doorman. To be told, they'd better keep it down. They'll be taking turns to service point man Once they hear that Bubba's back in town When in court they'll perspire With their feet to the fire Now they're all afraid so deals will get made Walking up to take the witness stand Walking up to take the witness stand Don Karen and the Parody Project getting us started on this Monday after Thanksgiving. <sighs> no, and to answer the question in the chat room, that is not my turkey. <laughs> I didn't have a turkey this I didn't cook. We went to um, uh, the bonus son's house. David's son is my bonus son. And he and his fiance now had uh, Thanksgiving. So it was very nice. Uh, had a wonderful time. And um, no cleanup afterwards, which is always nice when you're um, looking <laughs> at, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. Day. I worry about the cleanup. I don't mind the cooking. It's the cleaning up that I have a problem with. As I've said uh, many times, in case you hadn't heard, I'm domestically challenged. I don't do the cleaning. I was going to say I don't do the cleaning well, but I don't do the cleaning, period. Uh, anyway, um, uh, it's, so we have Drift Glass coming up today. Um, uh, one of the OG progressive bloggers. Yeah, he was there at the beginning along with Digby and a handful of others. Not all who are, um, uh, you know, um, 
still at it. So we thank those with the perseverance and the tenacity to keep going. You know, I've been doing this a long time. And there are days when I just, I, I say, I, I really can't keep doing this. Uh, did Brad and Desi go too? No, Stephanie. So Brad and Desi, so Brad's mother lives in Phoenix. So if you're, if you're, if you're just joining, I'll get back to that thought. I'd rather talk about this because, um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, on Friday, no, it wasn't Friday. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. It was Tuesday of last week, I believe. Yes, Tuesday. Brad and Desi were here in this very studio and we did a live show. I, I actually almost didn't do a show today. I almost reran the show with Brad and Desi because I figured many of you missed it. And then I thought, no, I, you know, I should come on and do a show. And of course, uh, so anyway, Brad's mother lives in like the Glendale Peoria area. Now I'm down in Chandler. So, you know, here's Phoenix in the middle. And in the, if, if you, if it were Phoenix were a clock and the, the, and Phoenix were the center where the two hands, you know, emanate from, um, Brad's mom would be up at like 11 o'clock and I'd be down at five. (laughs) We're, we're pretty far apart, but anyway, he came, uh, they came over on Tuesday. They did the show. We had a lovely time. We went out to dinner and then they went back and I, I, then they went back to California. So I only saw them the one time. Although I do need to get Desi on this program to talk about this big climate assessment that was released last week and got virtually nothing other than from the Brad blog and the Green News report. I saw no coverage of it anywhere else. So Desi and I were going to tape something after we all finished. And I, you know, after that show, I just, I, I, I was done. <laughs> I just couldn't tape another show and get back into like serious matters. So we didn't do it then. Um, and then we, and you know, we partook in some legal substances here in, in, um, in Arizona, and I don't speak well after I do that. So, you know, there was no way we were, we were going to record another show. But we'll work on it, um, hopefully, maybe in the next week or so. Um, she'll come on. But, you know, as I said just moments ago, I thought about um, maybe I should have just repeated that show because, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I understand the onslaught in the media, I understand that um, my stance is the minority of at least the progressive world, and I'm on the outs with a lot of people who I used to consider friends. Um, but there's one who was a, a loyal uh, listener of this show for a long time, who for the last few weeks has been sending me propaganda, um, basically uh, you know, pro-Palestinian propaganda. And she did it again today, just, just moments before I hit the air. And let me share with you what she sent me and what the article that she sent me actually said. Okay, so she sends me, um, and it was, wasn't only to me, she also sent it to Randy Rhodes, Stephanie Miller, and Tom Hartman. Okay, 
And she said, I was watching live streaming, but everyone said I was wrong. I saw the rocket come from Israel. Israel is not commenting, just saying. And the article she sent me is from the uh, Sentinel Colorado. So a Colorado newspaper, but it's an Associated Press article. And the headline It shows that she only reads headlines. The headline reads, new AP analysis of last month's deadly Gaza hospital explosion rules out widely cited video. And then the subtitle says, the video from the camera in Batyam suggests that the rocket seen in the Al Jazeera video was not close enough to Al-Hali Hospital to be responsible for the explosion that occurred at the hospital. Okay, so this former listener of mine, said, um, uh, well, what, that's, uh, I told you what she said. Let me share with you now what the article actually says. Um, uh, 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 editor's note, the Associated Press is publishing an updated visual analysis of the October 17th explosion at Gaza's Al- Ali Hospital. The AP initially assessed that the explosion was likely caused by a rocket launched from within Gaza that misfired, and that assessment has not changed. However, new images that emerged after AP's story was published show that a key video used in the initial analysis is no longer tied to the hospital explosion. Okay, so... um. It goes on to say the whole thing, why the AP is ruling out that Al Jazeera video. And it says new video from a different angle shows the projectile seen in the Al Jazeera video was actually fired from Israel and that its remnants also fell in Israel. Too far from Gaza's Al-Ali hospital to have been a factor in the October 17th explosion. And it goes on and on Um explaining why is AP still concluding a Palestinian rocket was likely to blame? AP's updated analysis found that the most likely scenario is still that the medical facility was struck by a Palestinian rocket that went astray with experts citing uh, one, Three videos that show Palestinian militants launching multiple rockets from inside Gaza on a trajectory that would have taken them in the direction of the hospital seconds before the explosion. Damage at the scene was also not consistent with Israeli airstrikes or artillery. One of the videos obtained by by AP shows a barrage of at least 17 rockets being launched from inside Gaza before a large explosion lights up the horizon on the Palestinian side of the border. The camera is on a building in Nativ Hasarara. I'm saying it wrong. An Israeli community footsteps from the border wall and faces southwest, confirming that the rocket launches and a large explosion were in the direction of Gaza City. Another video by the Israeli news station Channel 12, taken from a camera on the upper floor of its building in Netivat, a town about 10 miles southeast of the hospital in Gaza City, also captured the barrage of rockets fired at 6.59. It goes on and on. I'm not going to read the whole article to you. I will post it. But the point is, uh, Joby, um, that this person emailed me and said that she was right, that this article proved that Israel 
fired the the rocket that 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 took out or, or didn't take out the hospital. All the reports about this rocket were wrong, including the report saying that it came from Israel. All the parties, well, maybe not Hamas, but everybody else agrees that it was likely caused by a rocket launched from within Gaza that misfired. And that assessment has not changed. So I emailed her and I said, did you read the article? But obviously not. And then I quoted uh, the AP initially assessed the explosion was likely caused by a rocket launch from within Gaza that misfired, and that assessment has not changed. And I said, what did you not understand? And I said, please stop sending me shit about how awful Israel is. I've had more than enough. And I said, if, you, if I have to, I'll block you, but this is ridiculous already. And she wrote back, never once... Have you said one word about all the dead Palestinians in the 20 years I've been listening to you? Okay, first of all, are we talking about 20 years or are we talking about now? In over 20 years, you don't think I've ever spoken about the plight of Palestinians and how Gaza is an open-air prison and how Netanyahu is a war criminal? Oh, wait! And then she says, but let Hamas commit the same crimes and suddenly you're paying attention? Make no mistake, the crimes that Hamas committed have never been committed by Israel. Now, that's not to say Israel's not guilty of committing many war crimes, and especially under this government. Absolutely, they have, but not what Hamas did on October 7th. Not what Hamas did on October 7th. And then again, two wrongs don't make a right. And then she said, fuck you, Nicole. You haven't said one word about the settlers killing Palestinians in the West Bank either. I haven't? I don't know what you've been listening to for the last 20 years, allegedly, but not me. You haven't listened to every word I've said. You can't say that, and you're full of shit. And she says, so, so you must be okay with that happening. I won't be back, and you're blocked. Okay. Tamara. Oh, I, I got a song for you, but I wasn't going to play that one. I was going to just play uh, the other one. Since I said who it is, now everybody knows. I can't believe this woman said that to me. How dare you put words into my mouth or say what I've talked about or haven't talked about in 20 years of broadcasting. You haven't listened because all I know is when she was in the chat room, all she did was chat about things that had nothing to do with the show. Come on, you guys in the chat room, you know that um, um, uh, you don't listen to every word I say. And who remembers the, the, the calls to Israel? When it looked like Netanyahu was voted out of office, the celebratory calls. I'm just, you know, with friends like that. Okay, so yeah, really, she did. So nice. I let that voice get through on the air the other day. I can be a real bitch. Just, just watch. My God. All right, total non sequitur. Durbin. 
Durbin's asking, hi, all out of curiosity, what are those two pleated purple and one pleated black squares on the wall behind Nicole? Is it a pleated wall art? Never seen their like before. Actually, they are um, sound deadening panels. They're foam panels. Um, They are, I've got tons of them. In fact, um, here, I can, I, I probably will regret doing this, but uh, here's a few more on the walls, above the above the um, monitors. I'm going to make everybody seasick. That's what those are. I've got a bunch of them. Sorry, my camera work is not not very good. Um, so anyway, that's what those are. Have you noticed I'm trying to uh, um, divert from the subject matter? Yes, and that's what I said to Stephanie. Good, let her go. And yes, I've been doing this for over 50, not 50 years, 40 years. I've been in radio for over 40 years. I've been doing this kind of radio for longer than I care to admit. I don't think Tamara's been listening all that long. And uh, and again, uh, she's obviously not hanging on every word. No, Joby, I'm not going to have Chomsky on. First of all, um, well, it's too complicated now, but yeah, that's not going to happen either. Um. Yeah, not going to happen. Sound deadening because they absorb noise. So maybe you notice it's a little less echoey than it's been. Although I I had those on the the wall across from me and I had these other um, uh, cheap green things that (laughs) I found um, uh, uh, some foam um, like egg crate stuff that someone was throwing away out in the bulk trash. And, and I, <laughs> and I took those and cut them up and they were here, but they looked really ratty. So those are going to be on the wall across from me. And I put the nicer looking ones behind me so that if anybody, um, you know, sees, yeah, you know, it looks better than it would have otherwise. All right. So it's uh, just about almost time. Um, Drift Glass is going to be here in just a moment. And we're going to change topics completely. It all makes sense now. They are acoustical, right? They just look better than the other. Right? Right. Um, All right. So uh, (laughs) there's plenty of stuff to talk about domestically, stuff that goes on here in this here very country. Like three kids in Burlington, Vermont being shot. You see, no, no, Joby, I have no issues with Gnome. You see, this is the problem, you guys. You put words into my mouth when I don't need you. I'm perfectly capable of saying anything I want to say. And if I don't say it, um, don't feel like I'm leaving it up to you to say it for me. If it needs to be, if I feel something needs to be said, I will say it. I don't want you speaking for me because I'd say 99.9 times out of 100, you're going to be wrong because you don't know what's in my head. You don't know what, what words I'm going to form to come out of my mouth. You cannot speak for me. I speak a lot and my words are very clear. So please don't speak for me. So Joby, no, I have no problem with Gnome. He just is not going to do my show. That's all. Okay. God, my God, everyone's so testy right now. I know nerves are frayed. 
and it's understandable. So it's time for a bit of a diversion, is it not? Standing the mad bladders here on RadioNot.com as we take a walk through the Golden Groove Yard, kicking off a silver dollar twin spin with the Drift Glass. When this old world starts getting no, me no, down. No, 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 that's the Drifters. This is Drift Glass. Oh, sorry. Here's yeah, Drift Glass that's with different. Nicole Sandler. Yeah. Uh, hey, Drift Glass. Hey, Nicole. How you doing? Oh, I'm okay, but I hear myself coming back through here. Hold on. I need to turn something down, obviously, because... There's a little bit of a, a little bit of me bleeding through. Okay, there we, no, still there. Hold on. Okay, now it's gone. Pew. Let's try it again. I hate it when that happens. Like, yeah. it's that voice is in my head and it's just me. <laughs> so, yeah, I have enough voices in my head already. Tell me, tell me about it. Um, so Drift Glass, as I said earlier, one of the OG progressive bloggers, one of the few still at it, besides you and Digby. Uh, who else is still around? Uh, the crew at Crooks and Liars. The crew at Crooks um, and Liars, okay. Still yep. cranking. My wife yep. is is among them. Of course. Um, and there are a few others out there, but damn few. And most of them have gone by the wayside. In fact, I did a post today about, let me test your memory. Do you remember a post by a guy named Russell King? No. It was called The American Dad Open Letter to Conservatives. Oh, God, No. I didn't mean to pop quiz you. That's okay. Uh, it was a it was a long. I think I, ca- I called it the Bayou Tapestry of takedowns of Republicans. It was it was magisterial. It was spectacular. It was extensive. It went on and on and on for pages and pages. It was the biggest hit of the liberal blogosphere in I think July of 2010, and then it just disappeared. Wow. And you can't find it anywhere. It's not on any, uh, I think maybe one mirrored site uh, still holds it. I, I copied the whole thing to my blog. But it was like, this was supposed to bend the curve of the Republican Party. This was going to be the thing that would wake them up and show them how screwed up they were. And we're going to mention John Boehner and Tom DeLay and <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. And it just goes on and on and on. It's, it was, it's wonderful. And it didn't make the slightest difference. And it has completely disappeared from the memory of men. Oh, wow. Funny how that happens. A a lot of things disappeared. You know, we had, um, uh, again, my bonus son and his fiance over for dinner, and it was pre-Thanksgiving, and we were talking about um, one of the most classic Thanksgiving videos of all time. Yes. Now, great minds think alike, alike, and it's one that is not was everywhere when it happened, and now it's really hard to find. Do you know what Thanksgiving video I'm talking about? Well, it could be the WKRP in Cincinnati. No, 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 no. 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 God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. That's everywhere. That's, <laughs> That's everywhere, everywhere, right? Uh, no. Um, I, I don't know. You, you'll have to clue me in. <laughs> it was Sarah Palin. Standing oh. in front of the guy shoving the live turkeys into the That's thing that, right. that cut their heads off. The chipper. The, the chipper. chipper. Yeah. The turkey, yeah, the turkey chip, chipper. chipper. Yes. And I, I'm like, so the, we were talking. I'm like, well, the best video ever was Sarah yeah. Palin. She's like, I never saw that. I'm like, oh, oh, come here, my friend. Come here. And um, uh, so <laughs> I, I, I went to pull it up and it was hard to find. All this stuff is very hard to find. I it's, know. It's... The people who have their own archives of things, I mean, I have my own. I've done in the last, Jesus, coming up on 19 years, I've got maybe 
coming up on 11 to 12,000 posts in my, on my blog. Um, only half of which are about David Brooks. Driftglass.blogspot.com for anyone who's wondering. Yes. Yes. And we were also one of the OG uh, podcasters. We've been Uh podcasting going on 14 years now. So, you know, these new kids who just pop one up in 2021 and 2022, and suddenly they have a a million listens. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But it, it is, it is a warm feeling and incredibly depressing to have archives, you can sort of, you go down to the basement and the sub-basement and the sub-sub-basement, pull some up from 2005 and go, you know what? If I dusted this off and changed a few names, you would not be able to know that I didn't write it yesterday. <laughs> That's nothing, sad. Because nothing has changed. Uh-huh. Nothing, I mean, the trajectory of the Republican Party we warned about in 25 and 2004 and 23 yep. Yep. is where they are now. Yeah. And it's, it's incredibly depressing to realize that all of the millions and millions of pixels that all those good liberals spilled didn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no effect on anything. I mean, it's useful for you and I and people like us to have a reference point that we can go to and say, we're not crazy. You know, we're not, this actually happened. It happened in this order. And these are the people who are culpable for it. Um, but, you know, I was writing about Tim Russert being terrible as the <laughs> host of Meet the Press. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, but, you know, David Gregory will come along and save us. Oh, God. Now, I forgot about David Gregory. Oh, my God. He was he was horrible. Everybody forgets about David <laughs> yes. Gregory. Everybody. <laughs> uh, the, the, the comments you get online these days are, you know, Tim Russert's spinning in his grave because it went from Tim Russert to Chuck Todd. No. No, it, didn't. no, it did not. <laughs> no. It really didn't. It took a and detour first into yeah. weirdo land. Yeah. David Gregory, where, where did he come from? You know, there were two Davids who were correspondents at NBC News. One was David, uh, I was going to say David Brooks, not David Brooks. David, David Bloom, who was excellent. And he went, he went to Iraq, but he was a really good reporter. And he actually died over there, not from a war wound or anything, but deep vein thrombosis or something. And I remembered why I, I met I met him, figure I never met him. But he was an NBC News reporter. This is this is way in the weeds. Um, when I was stuck in Miami, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, but in Miami during Hurricane Andrew. Oh man. My dad had had an accident that left him quadriplegic and he was he couldn't move. He just got out of the hospital and we had no van or anything to move him, so we were stuck in his house, me and him, as this hurricane was hitting us from every which way. Oh, and wow. I had a TV and David Bloom was one of the reporters and he was so good he was like my lifeline that night. Yeah. And then years later, the war and he gets killed over there. He was a rising star at NBC. And at the same time, there was this David Gregory who was just an idiot. Yep. Those were the yep, two Davids. Was. Yeah. So I'm sorry, oh, and, I digress. And David Gregory's legacy, if you really want to know, because now we're just basically putting our feet up and talking about the old days. <laughs> yes. So let's just do that. Um, there should be a whiskey by my side, and there is not. I feel I failed myself. I should have a um, joint but, in my hand, but okay. Well, hey, it's legal in <laughs> Illinois here, it's too. It's legal so, in you know. Arizona. You know, I'm in Arizona now. That's right. You are. Where, Wait, if I may ask, generally speaking, Chandler, the city of Chandler, Arizona. Okay. Yep. Okay. I have many people in Arizona. Nice. I have, so I do I, I apparently. Oh, you do? <laughs> I didn't know, but yeah. Yeah. I know yeah, more people no, I, here than I do in Florida. 
I've got sister there, and I've got uh, nephews there, and a brother-in-law, and my my brother lives in Colorado, so I get reports regularly from your end of the country. So okay. I know what's going on over there. But but Gregory's main legacy, the thing that lived on after he disappeared and everyone forgot he existed, is Newt Gingrich, because yeah. David Gregory personally brought Newt Gingrich back from the dead, retrieved him from the the ash heap of history and put him on that show over and over and over again and just kept every time Gingrich would do something stupid or racist or crazy Gregory would wait two weeks and like clockwork he'd be on Meet the Press Uh and David Gregory wouldn't ask him one single damn question about what he had done he'd just say Mr. Speaker tell me about your vision for the future and he (laughs) rehabbed he rehabbed this guy should have been you know selling License plates, gavels yeah. on on Etsy by now. Yes, and instead he's he's now a back to being a spokesperson on Fox and a Trump whisperer. And David Gregory brought this man back from the dead. <sighs> of that course, was he his did. doing. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. There you go. I, I I don't remember. So so anyway, uh, David Gregory was in between uh, uh, Tim Russert and and Chuck Toad. Yes. Yeah. Now it's Kristen Welker who's just as bad. So, I ha- I know. have not watched it. Since she's been on, I got to tell you, the news is so horrible that I just, I, I just want to tune it all out. And frankly, I have been. So if this show is much less news intensive than it used to be, that's why I can't, I just can't, I can't watch it. It's just, it's, it's infuriating and it's depressing. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's clear that. I mean, I used to do a feature on my my ancient blog <laughs> called Sunday Morning Coming Down. Uh-huh. And every, this is back when I lived in Chicago. I didn't have cable news. Mm-hmm. Didn't have ca- I had to I had to stream Rachel Maddow over over Rockin' Roosters, whatever that the illegal streaming service wow. was. Uh-huh. So yeah, I had lived in a big empty condo after my divorce, and but I would every Sunday I would get up and I would watch all three of the major shows and a couple of the minor ones. I'd write up a summary. Did that for years and years and years. And I've just tapered off because. It never changes. It mm-hmm. never, ever changes. I appreciate the fact that there's lots of people on social media now going, why the hell is the news media so god-awful? What is it about that they can't understand how bad things are? And how I, I think I know. I think oh, I, I know. I know, too. But please, your theory first. My I'll... theory is because it's all about the dollars and appeasing yeah. their sponsors and not about delivering news, but but getting the numbers up so that their advertisers pay more for the commercials. Yeah, that's 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 about right. Yeah, that's just about and, and there's no interest in reform because you and I went through the Iraq war. Yep. What happened to the media of the Iraq war? The media that had been trained during the Clinton administration to always attack Democrats and roll over Republicans <laughs> were complicit in getting getting us into that war and 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 hyping it. Right. Yep. So yep. when it all went bad, when it all went, uh, I, I will not swear on on your show. I you can, but you can. Uh, when it all went to shit, when it yes. all blew up, when the when the when the Bush administration collapsed, you had a moment in history when it, the news media could have raised their hand collectively and said. We screwed up. Yeah. We were wrong. Those people over there, those crazy people that we called idiots and crackpots, they were actually right. And we were actually wrong. But they didn't do that. Instead, they just pretended the Bush administration never happened. Right. They got on board with the Tea Party, which is just a bunch of Republicans. <laughs> yep. And they, just, and they went to work destroying Barack Obama. And and I see the same thing happening now. They, they yep. cannot admit their complicity in what they oh, did. Oh, my God. Did Hey, Drift Glass? Sorry, no. but did you know that... 
Joe Biden is old? Yeah, very old. He's like 900, I understand. He's old. Now, now I understand that Donald Trump is only three years younger than him, and that's pretty old, too, but apparently you don't care. No. And and you know what? Joe Biden does not have a vice president. No one would even know to take over for him. It would just be chaos. Probably uh, Mike Johnson would take over. I mean, there's no no rhyme or reason to any of it. Bullshit. Whoops. Sorry. I I hit the wrong button. I meant to hit this one. (laughs) No, it's... Yeah. and, And that's... and. And the way you know that, the way you know this is happening is where they draw the line in time for let's hold people accountable post X. Yep. And for Joe Scarborough, it's, for example, let's hold people accountable after I help Donald Trump get elected. Right. And now that I'm a Democrat, I can criticize or not a Republican anymore. Sorry. I can criticize Donald Trump all I want. Right. And Democrats. Don't forget. And and Democrats. Both. Right. All of the never Trumpers that you you hear all over the place who now have who who oh, have their own who, channel now at MSNBC. They do. It I really is the full employment project. And and as I think I, the last time I was on this wonderful show, I asked, imagine if MSNBC had dumped a fraction of those resources into liberal oh, bloggers and podcasters right. and radio networks. Yeah, how amazing. Right. They, they, I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a never Trumper over there. No, and I think they have a. I think they have a room, like a a, a, a room in the back with a few cots and Michael yes. Steele and Charlie Sykes and um 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 Tim uh, Miller and there's yeah. a, and a, a bunch of them. You know, they camp out in there. They all take turns. They do. Because there's always some one of them there. And, and the bulwark is now a, basically a subsidiary of NBC Incorporated. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and yet, what they say on their podcasts and is not what they say on when they're on the air. What they say over there is, we are a nonpartisan, um, center-left, center-right coalition opposed to the extremes on both sides. And they're, they're making money hand over fist yep. on the both sides BS. Yep. And that is where they have found a partner in the mainstream media because you can't admit the Republicans are just effing wrong all the time about everything. You can't admit liberals are right. Never. So it has to be both sides. It has to, both sides always have to be to blame. And this is where it gets really depressing. You go back to 2005, mm-hmm. like my 12th post I wrote when I had hair, <laughs> I lived in Chicago and I was a, a single man, a, a, a footloose and fancy free in Chicago. Like the 11th post I wrote was about both sides journalism mm-hmm. and what a catastrophe, toxic catastrophe it was. And before that, I was it had a name. It. it was both siderism because the yeah. media was guilty of it. Right. That has been going on 19 years now. Mm-hmm. And it, it absolutely hasn't changed one bit. And you can't get an answer from anybody who works inside the media why this is true. I keep wondering, when is A.G. Schulzberger going to find himself the guy the owner operator the new, york times. new york times mm-hmm. who who signs the check of all of those both sides do it assholes on mm-hmm. the on the page when is he going to find himself in a in a forum where someone can ask him why the hell is brett stevens still working on your paper <laughs> why the hell do you, does every headline on your paper is everything's bad news for joe biden why the hell did your paper crush hillary clinton's campaign with one email story after another after mm-hmm. another after another Mm-hmm. And no one, no one inside the tent will will say one word about why this keeps happening. What what the I, I, it's not a, it, institutions are made of people. 
There's a person or people somewhere inside the Washington Post and the New York Times and NBC and CBS who enforces this orthodoxy. Who is that person? Who are these people? What are their names? Why do we not know who they are? And no one, everyone who, who's left the media, Mark uh, Jacobs, I think, guy from uh, the Tribune and the Sun-Times editor for 30 years in Chicago, he's out there every day shaking his fist at the media that he used to run. And yet I can't get anybody to name the name of the person who, who makes this the ball roll. And that's maddening because I can get the name of anybody else from any other source who's doing everything. I know who's the bad guys are at Fox. Right. I know them by name. Well, because they're, 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 they're the face of that channel. And it's not a network. It's a channel. It's a Fox right. News channel. The network is different. The network is over the air, and that's under FCC scrutiny. But the channel, which is a cable channel, not a network, is not under FCC scrutiny. It's the same way right. reason I can say fuck, because I'm only on the internet. I'm not over the public airwaves. There you go. Uh, right? But uh, do you think, Drift Glass, that it's that it is one person or just the common mentality. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about the money. We know we need to get the ratings up in order to uh, charge these advertisers who are stupid enough to put these dumb commercials on the air over and over and over again, like we pay attention to them um, and, and pay as much as we can bilk them for. Is it just the, um, the, the, the common commonly accepted way of doing business. At some point, there is, it has to be the intersection between the bubble you live in at work, which is where we don't really care how much damage we do to democracy. Mm. We're here to make money and, and, and write whatever story you want, but we're not going to be blaming anybody but both sides. At some point, right. you have to leave that bubble and go out into the world and shop and have kids and have a house and travel and meet people out there in the world who are like, why the hell is your newspaper so bad at doing news? And it, it seems to me impossible to contain that insanity so completely that no one will ever talk about why they do it. Right. And here's 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 the, the long game um, effect, Drift Glass, which is they've been doing this for so long and yep. people are saying, why should I spend $99 a year for the New York Times or the Washington Post when they're going to pull this shit? I'll just listen to some idiot doing a show on YouTube and get my news from there. Or I'll go on TikTok and I'll get my news from there. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because as, you know, at least those institutions... Um, there are some controls there. Not what what I have a problem with are where are the damn fact checkers? Where are the people yep. who need to hold these institutions to a higher level than some asshole posting on TikTok their take on the news? Which is like the email I got from this listener today who sent me a headline that agreed with her, but she obviously didn't read the story because the story said that she was full of shit. You know, people read headlines and think, I got this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there is a, it, I think we've just reached the point where, I, and this is something I did right today, we are, we are now in a position of trench warfare. You know, that nobody's making any progress other than an inch or two in any direction. The people who are, who are dug in on the right, 
who believe that Jesus and God sent Donald Trump to rule over this country as a Christian nation or who are just racist or just dumb or who hate democracy or, 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 or Putin stooges, whoever they are, they're dug in. They're not going anywhere. They, they're not persuadable. It doesn't, this is the thing about Russell King, an American dad from 10 years ago. There's a guy who did the same thing that, and that's the, that precipitated the post, who did the same thing on Twitter like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Again, magisterial, huge post, et cetera, et cetera. Won't change anybody's mind. Won't make a dent. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that he did it. It's a lot of effort. I know how, how hard that is. But those people are, are dug in. And the people in the middle, the people who are dedicated to pretending that I I will not pick sides. I, I want <laughs> I want I, I want the Green Party. Right. I, I don't want to have to choose anything that's actually Marianne viable. Williamson. Why not? Yeah. And, I, and and to watch to take a little bit of a an aside, to watch Steve Schmidt's evolution. Oh God. Oh from, God. From the, the man who brought us Sarah Palin. Yep. To hero of the revolution. Yeah. And Steve Schmidt's a hero. Do you watch him on MSNBC? Oh my God, he's a god. Oh my God, he's so okay. good. Okay, but there are those of us who every time he was on reminded you, he's the man responsible for bringing yes. Sarah Palin. And yeah. now do you 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 obviously know yeah. St- yeah. what Steve Schmidt is doing now. Absolutely. Tell us, please. <laughs> well, it, it it is it is a little bit uh, more tortured than that. Because, yes. yes, there were those of us who were saying, Steve Schmidt, is the guy who brought us Sarah Palin. He's not a hero. He's a money-grubbing leech who's trying to flip his house on television by showing you a different room every time he's on television. Is <laughs> that house he's trying to sell on Zillow? Oh, I okay, thought that was John Heilman. Okay, but okay, right. but but more. He's got a new candidate. You know this, oh, right? Well, and that's that's the point because he had a new candidate named Howard Schultz. Oh no, oh. Howard Schultz. Oh oh, the the Starbucks guy. That's right. Because okay. after all that big talk about the we we must save democracy, we must save democracy. <laughs> democracy is is hanging by a thread. I don't know if you know this, Nicole. <laughs> hanging by a thread. We we must. Oh, suddenly it's, you know what? Our best bet is this Starbucks guy, and yeah, I'm going to go uh, work right. for him until the money runs out. Right. <laughs> and everybody went, "What happened to Steve Schmidt?" And those of us out there were going, "Nothing happened to him. He's always been this guy." That's right. Why do you not see that? Right. And then the magic happens. The Nicole Wallace magic. Happens. Oh yes. And she she brings she, she rehabilitated him. Yes. He's he, a hero. He right. He she does for him what. David Gregory did for Newt Gingrich. Right. Just brushes off all the crumbs and says, this is a great guy. And he goes back to his, I don't know if you know this, but democracy is in peril. Uh-huh. Democracy is uh-huh. on danger. Yeah. And uh-huh. only I can say these things. And the same mopes who are on my side of the fence, honestly, yeah. are like, oh my God, Steve Schmidt's a God. Why do you, why are you <laughs> don't, why do you doubt him? What is your purity test? What's wrong with you? Like, just wait. Just, just wait. wait. What's his way? There's more. And you know what? What? There's he more. Went to work for, he went. The punchline is he went to work for Dean Phillips. And <laughs> now he's helping him until the money runs out. Dean Phillips, and- for those who don't know, is the latest to jump in the Democratic race to challenge Joe Biden. If you said who? Yep. No one would be surprised because who is Dean Phillips? Some backbencher in the House who no one ever heard yep. of? Well, he has one thing going for him. He's independently wealthy. Of course so, he is. So he can pay Steve Schmidt a half a million dollars <laughs> to tell him to stroke him off and tell him he's a genius. And then Steve Schmidt became the story. And that became a problem because people like us were like, we told you. Yep. We, 
fucking told you. We've been telling you. Trust these people at your peril. We told you about these people. You don't goddamn listen. And so then Steve Schmidt quit the campaign to form a super PAC to help out the Dean Phillips campaign. Yes. Because he was, he was, which is more money for Steve. And, uh, and I asked Reed Galen, who runs the Lincoln Project, so what about your boy Steve? And his uh-huh. response was, he quit two years ago. <laughs> don't, you know, these guys don't want to take any responsibility for, for when they step in it. They, want, they don't want you to remember stuff. They don't yep. want you to remember what, a, what an integral part Jeff Weaver was, you know, mm-hmm. sexual predator Jeff Weaver, racist Rick Wilson, mm-hmm. money-grubbing parasite Steve Schmidt are. Right. But you, but you package them all up and you put them on MSNBC and now they're heroes. Oh, they're great. The they're our friends. Lincoln Project. Yeah. They're our friend. The friend, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. No, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. Um, you know, someone, someone in the chat room just said, let me see if I can't find it. Okay, Rob Law said, I'm done with Rob. Nicole Wallace. This, yep. this is weird. After the weird surprise last week. It's she said he's Rob's. It's just weird and dishonest, especially since her BF is a 40 year old who wanted kids and she's 51. First of all, it's not her BF. It's her husband. So this is what happens with people who go on the air for whatever reason at MSNBC uh, anywhere. It's not just MSNBC. I guess it happened at Fox. It it happens at CNN. It happens everywhere. I guess when you get big and you get a lot of money, then all of a sudden your spouse who you married because you loved them, well, you're not on the same page anymore. So you leave. So apparently last week, Nicole Wallace, she was gone for a few days and then she announced that she had a baby girl and people are going, well, she wasn't pregnant. Um, Apparently, she had the baby through surrogacy, which I have no problem with that. Fine, it, right. Fine. But her husband, who I guess Mr. Wallace, who she was married to for all these years, they got divorced in 2019. And she's now married to Michael Schmidt of the New York Times, who I guess is 40 and wanted a baby. And yes, she's 51. So they had to go through surrogacy because a 51 year old baby woman is not getting pregnant. Um, But I don't have a problem with her using a surrogate or any of that. What I have a problem with is she, she, and I don't know that uh, it's not my place to have a problem with it. What people do in the privacy of their own lives is their own business. But this is a New York Times reporter who would go on her show. And now all of a sudden, uh, she left her husband and they're together. I, I don't know. And I could be way off base here, but on the surface, it just like, seems kind of icky. Well, I'm glad to hear that it was surrogacy and not yes. that George Santos stole it <laughs> and gave it to her. Cause I mean, that'd be a better story. Yeah. But, right. Uh, no, I, I, there is, there is a laundromat at MSNBC that launders people's reputations. Yes. And as, as we have said on our podcast and, and my blog for years, there's a club and you're not in it. If you're right. in the club. Well, George Carlin said that. Employment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, George Carlin. Yeah, absolutely. There's way, a club and back. you're not in it. You're not. And, and there is a, a, a transmission belt to save reputations and rehabilitate people and find work for people if you're in the club. And if you're yes. not, you might as well be dead. Right. You might as well not exist. And the great yawning gap, the big missing piece, the dog that did not bark in the night is where are all the people? Who let me let me back up. Yes. The great um honor, the great valorization that never Trumpers do when they're on the air is they talk about 
without exception, how smart they all are. How, you know, we saw it coming all the way back in 2016. We warned people. By God, we warned them. And nobody paid us any attention. And then now they're all screwed. And now they hate us because we held a mirror up to who they are. And my question is, okay, if that's a virtue, like seeing things coming and warning people, if that's worthy of being put on the air, of being, <laughs> of being promoted by a network, why aren't you promoting the people who saw this coming in 2005 yeah. and 2004 and 1997? How come you're not – how come those people are still freaking pariahs and you guys have swooped in and decided you now run the Democratic Party and you now run the messaging? And I don't – and nobody asked me if that was okay. Right. Why, well, because people like to speak for other people. Right. Yeah, right? And, and, and all that matters is who's in front of the camera and who's behind the microphone. It really doesn't matter. You could put a dog on there. And I swear to God, if the dog barked, barked, Donald Trump is a bad man, bark, bark. You'd have, <laughs> you'd have 10,000 people on social media going, that dog is a genius. Yeah. That dog is a hero. Where do I write a check to that dog? Is there any amount of money I can send to that dog for his, his, his social media platform? And that's why it's so depressing to me. Although I will, I will say this, because I, I do listen to these people. Yep. I listened. I know you do. <laughs> To the, to the Tim Miller podcast. Oh, no. Yes, I do. Okay. And I listened to him and what's the, what the Sarah Longwell. Okay. I don't, long, I don't long. Know. She's a, she's a, um, she's a person that works for the Bulwark. She does oh. focus groups. And well, she's that's why MSNBC. I don't know her. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's on again. MSNBC once uh, every two weeks. Okay. But they're going on this long, long um, tirade about Peter Meyer. M-E-I-J-E-R. Yes. I, right. And and you know what a what a how what a how, what a dupe everyone was for believing in Peter. He was one of the good ones. He was one of those good guys. And isn't it a shame that he decided that he got kicked out of his primary and now he hates all Democrats and now he's <laughs> going to support Donald Trump. Oh God! Now he's going to back Donald Trump and what an a hole Peter Meyer is. Now Peter Meyer, I don't know if you know this, is the um, owns is, is the uh, inheritor of the Meyer. Uh, Grocery store chain. I didn't even know there was such a grocery yeah. store chain. Okay. Got one 10 miles from my house. Okay. Uh, they're all over the Midwest. He's a multi-billionaire. Of course he is. From his grandpa right. and his father. And he, they run grocery stores. Because so who else can afford to go into politics? Yeah, well, exactly. Money, 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 money. Money, money, money. So money. I'm listening to this. These two people just beat their chest. These are the same people who two years ago were castigating Democrats for funding ads in Republican primaries that knocked out people like Peter Meyer. Right. You know, what What a, what a devious, awful thing it was to do. And you know what? It worked. Mm -hmm. the, the extremists got, got nominated. They got knocked out by Democrats as a strategy. It actually worked. So shut up, Tim Miller. So at the end of this tirade about what an awful man Peter Meyer is, <laughs> what do you get as a pop-up commercial on their podcast? but a Black Friday sale at Meyer's grocery stores. <laughs> and I just fell out. I said, That's this is capitalism. Funny. Is that is funny. pure capitalism. You know, this is how capitalism works. That said, I have no mm -hmm. control. Like the, the only ads I have running anymore are on the um, YouTube and I have no control over what they show and what they don't nope. show. So, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, I, I've noticed, not yours, <laughs> but just an amazing assortment of, oh, you know, yeah. I'm watching something like, you know, clips from Chernobyl. Yeah. Or a clip I'm trying to find from some comedy show in the 90s. And suddenly it's like, you know, concealed carry is your right. <laughs> like, what the hell? Where the hell? And here's a holster that pops out of your underwear. Right. 
Right. Oh, that's great. I don't know what I did to deserve this kind of hell, but okay, I guess that's the world we live in now. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but here's a here's a a tip. I know it's a pain in the ass when they pop up during the live show, and I apologize for it. But as I say over and over again, if everybody who listens uh, daily and can afford to would contribute, I wouldn't have those ads running. So it's it's out of sheer necessity, friends. Oh, I get it. So. If you're watching, you know, if you if you can let the ad play through, it helps. It actually helps a little bit. But I'm not suggesting you don't press the skip button because, you know, go for it. However, if you have the time and can let it play through, please do. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all. That's all. That's all I have to say. Well, we And we get a lot of feedback from from listeners. We have, you know, a small audience, but it's pretty, pretty potent. And, they, mm-hmm. and we get people asking, why aren't I hearing you on other places? Why aren't you a member of this network or that Good network? Good question. And so on. I get that too. And and one very sweet listener said, "Why don't you join the um, Midas Touch <laughs> podcast network?" And I said, "That's cool. How do I go about doing that?" Right. And she said, "I don't know, but you should join them." Yes. And I, <laughs> I wanted to tell her, "You're a sweet person, and I really appreciate the fact that you think people should hear more about us." That's right. We yeah. have knocked on the doors of uh we haven't beaten them down but we've we've made inquiries into all the major mm-hmm. networks the the uh, podcast networks yep. the radio networks and yep. honestly we suffer from a problem called wrong zip code oh nobody wants to hear from anybody from the freaking midwest i don't even know that it's that um it might be a problem of you're not in the right click oh, because because true. this is my problem. By the way, when but, 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 people don't remember when Midas Touch started, you know, it was like during the, the pandemic and they yep. were making these very cool, you know, yep. commercials and they're very creative and awesome. And I had them on my show very, very early on. Mm-hmm. I actually voiced a couple of the ads for them. Yeah, they're fine. Crickets. Yep. Yep. Crickets. Crickets. Mary Trump. I invited her on my show. She actually wrote back to me and said, oh, I would love to do it. Please call my publicist. Right. Right. You know what happened when I called the publicist? (laughs) I left a message after message after message. I texted. I wrote back to Mary Trump and said, your publicist is ignoring my calls. Nothing. Crickets. It's been about two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the problem. Um, You know, and what I think happens is there are some people, maybe, you know, someone at MSNBC who might not like something I said and they tell someone else. Oh, no, no, it's not her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I got back secondhand, but reliably. Uh I do have a voice. I can do things like this. Uh I do. I can think on my feet. And they put, they're willing to put bald men with goatees on the air. I see them on the air every day. So I know that's not the problem. Um, but I did get hear back, you know, through secondhand that people were aware at, at MSNBC of what I did and, and my voice and what I was writing. But I was too strident for them. Too strident oh, for too main, strident. For, yes. too, for, for, uh, for prime time. Um, I, okay. Uh, no, my husband just came in here and, and said something to me. I don't need, I don't, um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That, anyway, ha- that happens. That was, like, that was like 2014, 2015. I was too strident for the air. I took a nap. <laughs> I woke up a year and a half later and Rick Wilson is on MSNBC <laughs> being really strident about Donald Trump. And 
He's followed by 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 Michael Steele, who's saying, who's sounding for all the world like a liberal blogger from 2004. And he's followed by Tim Miller, who's being very strident. We, wait a minute. What happened? How did we go from, no, we can't possibly put that on the air, to we're going to book back to back to back to back to back recently former Republicans to right. say exactly what you were saying 20 years ago? That's right. No, and that's the is, exactly well, right. They're in the club, man. They, we know them from the ad buys they used to make. They used to run the uh, RNC. They used to. They have all the connections that you don't. So we're going to put them on the air. And by the way, um, we just think it's a better investment to invest <laughs> in these guys who 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 have their own companies and own LLCs. And 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 you know, Bill Crystal is running the company that owns the Bulwark. Yep. So and he has. So it's it's. Yep. I understand. So I'm so sure they just- they are groomed. So anyone who thinks that MSNBC is the channel for the liberals for the Democrats, just know they are keeping the seats warm until they can get a so-called. And I'm doing the air quotes here. Reasonable Republican back in office. Nikki Haley, maybe. And then they'll all go, see, we told you we were right all along. And then they have their own channel. How do you like that? You know, and right now, what the the thing that the that the Republicans and the the TV uh, and the news media is trying to tell you is that Joe Biden is going to lose this race, one, because he's old, two, because he doesn't have a vice president, three, because he hugged Bibi Netanyahu, um, mm-hmm. and the young people just will not vote for him, and they will lose, because right. they're all going to sit at home and let Trump win. Well, let me just share with you everyone's favorite Star Trekkie, George Takei. Oh, yeah. He posted this on the shitter the other day. You know, it's why it's the shitter, right? X-I-T-T-E-R. Okay. Uh, George Takei wrote, a Democrat was in the White House when my family was sent to the internment camps in 1941. It was an egregious violation of our human and civil rights. It would have been understandable if people like me said they'd never vote for a Democrat again, given what had been done to us. But being a liberal, being a progressive means being able to look past my own grievances and concerns and think of the greater good. It means working from within the Democratic Party to make it better, even when it has betrayed its values. I went on to campaign for Adelaide Stevenson when I became an adult. I marched for civil rights and had the honor of meeting with Martin Luther King. I fought for redress for my community and have spent my life ensuring that America understood that we could not betray our Constitution in such a way ever again. And he continued, Bill Clinton broke my heart when he signed DOMA into law. It was a slap in the face to the LGBTQ community. And I knew that we still had so much work to do, but I voted for him again in 1996, despite my misgivings, because the alternative was far worse. And my obligation as a citizen was to help choose the best leader for it, not to check out by not voting out of anger or protest. And then he finished There is no leader who will make the decision you want her or him to make 100% of the time. Your vote is a tool of hope for a better world. Use it wisely for it is precious. Use it for others for they are in need of your support too. Yes. Thank you, George. Right? George. Yes. Amen. Yep. Yep. And yet we're hearing, you know, oh, this is just, uh, you know, no one's going to vote for, for Biden anymore because he's, no. you know, he's supporting genocide. Just stop it. Well, that and that a big part of that is you're hearing 
30 years worth of mainstream media, both sides do it, journalism, coming home to roost. Yep. Because it's so much easier to just say, I want politics to be like my iPhone. I want it to be exactly what I want, when I want it, all the time, and exactly customizable to everything <laughs> I want. And if it's not perfect, I'm going to trade it in. That's right. And so I'm going to vote for Dean Phillips instead. I'm going to hold my nose and my hold my breath until my face turns yeah. blue and I die. And, and I have already been through, I can't count the number of elections of people who are like this at this point in the election. I'm, I remember Pumas? Yes, Part I remember Pumas. Yep. Of yep. course I do. Absolutely. And it's, it, it, it happens every election. Um, I was at Columbia College at an event for Ariana Huffington. Oh, God. <laughs> back when she was selling the idea that give me free content and I will monetize it and make myself rich. And people are going, yay, what a great idea. But I was standing in line behind some young men who were furious at Barack Obama because he did not get Medicare for all. Uh, yep. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, he's dead to me. Yeah. He's dead to me now because yep. he failed because he has magic Green Lantern powers to let him do whatever he wants. Yep. Everyone knows this. Joe Biden refuses to use the button in the White House that makes inflation go down. Oh, and hold on. And Bernie Sanders is a traitor to progressives. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is doing such an enormous amount oh of good. Oh, my God. And He's you know a traitor. You know who's setting all the policies, for the, the economic policies for the Biden administration? Bernie. It's the Elizabeth Warren people and <laughs> right. the Bernie people. Yes. Pay attention to who's Hello? You know, one step down. That's why all this good labor stuff is coming. Through. Yes. But, you know, yes. but he didn't. But, but. But, he but. made inflation. Yes. And there's always a reason to bitch and complain about... Uh, and that's where the 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 vacuum is filled by the people who's and this was Matthew Dowd. Matthew, Matthew Dowd. oh, he's another one. ABC's who, Matthew Dowd in in two thousand five, six, and seven, um, uh, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen was the king of. It's the duopoly. We must disrupt the duopoly. I'm th I'm going to vote independent. You should yeah, right. And now and, Matthew Dowd has a cotton in the back room at MSNBC. Yes, yes. And he has deleted his entire Twitter archive. <laughs> he does. Blocks anyone on social media who mentions his past, which I have made a business of doing, which is why he hated my guts. <laughs> and he has had a complete rehabilitation at the hands of Nicole Wallace. Yep. So, you know, it's it's a magical miracle I thing. I know. I know. You know, but I'm not worried. I'm not worried right now. And the, um, your song to listen to as the show ends, because I can't play it on YouTube, I'll get copyright violated, <laughs> is The Propellerheads featuring Shirley Bassett. It's a song called History Repeating. And if I could do Shirley Bassey, she goes, it's all just a little bit of history repeating. Boom, boom. It's a great song. Forgive my impression, but it's so good. And it's Ooh. true. Love her. Love she's Shirley Bassey. great. She, you know, yeah. she's, she sold that Goldfinger movie, I tell you. <laughs> Goldfinger! Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> sing. I, I don't, actually. I just have a big mouth. Uh, Drift Glass, thank you so much for joining us today and making me laugh. This has not been a fun day. It's not been a fun month, week, year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, um, who I, promised us it would be? I, I wonder, you know? Um, I, I don't recall anybody promising it, but we've, I've been hoping for it. But, I've been hoping to, but you know what? I have my health. I have a beautiful wife and I have stepkids who I love dearly. And, and my, my little side business of podcasting and blogging makes it possible for me to not live under a bridge and eat rats. So you know what? <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm thrice blessed. And I give thanks for it every day. Works for me. Drift glass. I'm always honored when you come on the show and I, and I know the listeners enjoy it as much as I do. Thank you as always.
a pleasure. Right. Bye. Bye. We'll talk soon. Say hi to Fran for me. I will. All right. The wonderful Drift Glass, everyone. Find him at driftglass.blogspot.com. And the Pro Left Podcast is at Pro or Professional Left Podcast is at ProLeftPod.com. And with that, we're just about done. Tomorrow being, uh, what day is tomorrow? Tuesday, since she wasn't here last week because Brad and Desi, well, that wasn't the reason Brad and Desi were here, but she wasn't here last week. Gotta laugh, we'll be here tomorrow. All right. So, um, yeah, that's it. We're done. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, those of you who are still here. I appreciate you keeping an open mind. Those of you who left, good riddance. Bye. See you tomorrow. Peace out.